it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast, where every single week, Josh Kennedy from Facebook uh, sings a Journey song. So, Josh, go ahead and uh, no, sing a Journey. No, stop <laughs> No, that was good. That was just the way Thanks, you man. Yeah, I hit that um, pretty well there. Obviously, this week is going to talk about Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever. But there's a little bit of superhero news, not necessarily Marvel news. But big superhero news and... Um, I'll let Josh take the lead on it because it's sort of. This is my guy. Uh, in case of, I mean, you guys not that had, I don't love him, but. No, I know, I know. Kevin Conroy, the man that voiced uh, Bruce Wayne, Batman on the animated series and a million other projects along with the Arkham games. Uh, he passed away on the 10th at night due to a battle with cancer. Uh, there are very few celebrities I would even remotely care about dying. And this is uh, one of the ones that I definitely did. So it sucks, and I'm sad about it, which it's uh, kind of just ties right into being sad right after I watch Black Panther. So it's just kind of like an emotional 16 hours there for me, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, I can get into the Kevin Conroy thing, but I don't I don't know. Something about voice actors never connected with me, although I, Kevin Conroy is sort of a different level of it because of who he is. Everybody has a Batman, and whenever anyone asks me that, he was always my Batman. He was. Uh, that was always my answer. I mean, when people are like, what about live action? Obviously, I, I go Christian Bale over Michael Keaton because it was more my age group. But people ask I mean, me who my Batman is. I'm like, Kevin Conroy. Like, the amount of hours. Like, he's done so much more for the yeah. character than any. Like, all of the live action characters put together haven't put in the hours that he had to put on this character. No, That's including I mean, Adam West. It's... Li- logistically it makes sense i've always been a christian bale first and then everyone else second kind of person but it's fine i know i get it and it, it sucks and it's in i mean you just think in this day and age with all the technology you're like god it's too young it's too young for kevin conroy to to pass yeah, 60, but, 66 not not an old man uh, uh icon but we'll we'll, we'll kind of move on because this is Marvel. Yeah, we're, we're talking about Marvel there. stuff podcast. But you know, I wore my Batman shirt. I had to I had to rock it out just for for a second there. No, I am pumped to talk about this movie because it was definitely fantastic. True. But it, it it sort of connects. So Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, I got so I'm in, I'm down here in Florida and we got just boned by airplanes and our luggage wasn't ready and all that stuff. But I got here and we went down to the bar with uh, my wife's uncle. And he he had a very good friend who had a son pass away last night. And that's tough. That sucks. And it's, I mean, Kevin Conroy and all these different variables. And you think, like, that's what Black Panther will kind of forever wanted to. That's the story. That's the story I wanted to tell. And, and uh, I think it hit pretty well on it. I mean, we both mm-hmm. did a spoiler-free reaction real quick, and uh, 
where this is full of spoilers, you know, uh, did you, you guys watch the First off, did you miss me? Did you miss that I wasn't there for the spoilers? I did, yeah. Me? I needed you there. You I had agree. to help I me recall you. how many ten rings of symbiote infused with Wanda magic, part. Eternals, Shang-Chi no. rings. <laughs> yeah, the joke's been going on too long, yet I, I had to rep, and I recalled as many as I could. The, the spoiler-free is great, but the spoiler part, I've spent all day wanting to talk about. So I'm here at a wedding down here in Florida, and I've got a bunch of people who keep asking me because I didn't show up earlier. They were like, what have you been up to? What have you been doing? And I say, I'm watch- I watch Black Panther. They all want to ask my review, and I just like, I want to talk about it. Yeah. This is a great movie, and it's a great movie about losing someone. That's the more the main core of this movie, wouldn't you agree? Yep, hundred percent. Yeah, the the just the fact that loss is at the center of this throughout the entire thing. Uh, we talked about it leading up to this week, just the different impacts that we were expecting from this movie, and for the most part, I think that the movie pretty much nailed it. There was a somber tone throughout. It was not a funny MCU movie. There were a couple of fun jokes, like especially Riri, like she was kind of like the comedic character for a lot of this. And then M'Baku had a line or two, but for the most part, part somber, sad, but also epic. So it was, it was a pretty great movie. I had a fun time. Well, that's the thing. Everyone kept asking me, what do you think of this movie? What, how would you rate it? And it's like, it's such a hard movie to rate because you're like, it wasn't like a ton of fun, but, it's such a good movie, and you're just like, mm, yeah, somewhere. It's pretty good. And it's hard to, like, how do you rate a movie that's inherently sad? And the whole movie True. is sad. The whole movie resonates Chad Bozeman's loss. Like, Chadwick Bozeman's loss permits from beginning to end. It never lets up. Yeah, um, we're kind of going to break this down chronologically. And I think uh, the first part of the movie is one of the few things I didn't That's, like about yeah, this. No, you're ex- you're, well, you didn't like it? I did not like how they handled it at the beginning. I was surprised that it was the opening scene. So, like, yeah, most that's Marvel what movies, it was. It was too sad for me and too quick. Like, I didn't need didn't it to like be it. drawn up for an hour. But the fact that, like, Chadwick... You know that the T'Challa is dead and buried in ten minutes of this three-hour movie. <laughs> it just felt rushed, but you could tell that like the, it's an interesting the sadness decision. goes through the whole thing. It's an interesting decision because if you've been paying attention to the MCU, most of the time the opening scene has been dedicated to the villain. Like right. the dedication is to the villain, so to open with the loss of a hero was different. But it also kind of makes sense. I liked um, the the Marvel Studios logo, or it was just a bunch of yeah, oh yeah books. that was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, we kind of knew it was going to happen, but it was it was awesome. I mean, we take thirty seconds to just talk about like that's the. I mean, I cried immediately. I don't know if you did, but I cried. I did. I cried eventually. I did not cry at that. Though. No, so I I, I cried at that part because I just looked at it and I'm like, oh, what a smart choice! Like, get it out of the way. Do the that whole Marvel logos. All Chadwick Boseman style um, was such a good choice, and I was really pumped about it. But let yeah, let's jump into the movie. So we don't normally do this. We normally try to do characters and plot line and blah blah blah. But I'm gonna break this movie down to the best of my ability. I've only seen it once. You've only seen it once. The best of my ability. We're gonna break this down chronologically. How the movie started in every scene that 
that happened. And I obviously, won't say that the first, the beginning of it wasn't like a beautiful tribute. The white out funeral thing. That's like the exactly way that Wakanda celebrates like the passing what? of someone is fantastic. It was so cool. So, so the opening scene does two things, right? And it, to me, it does the beautiful visuals are ace money, just perfect. They're just so good. You're just like, oh, this looks so cool. It like gets you to understand how big a deal this is. But the other thing that it does is it goes in slow motion and it makes yep. you realize right off the bat, you're like, dude, this movie could have been two hours and one minute, not two hours and 41 minutes. Like there's, right something, the bat, right, there's a little bit of that. That yeah. scene, that scene, there's a lot of slow motion. It's like, dude. I kind of know why, like, you didn't have to do all of that in slow motion. Some of it, for yeah, sure, like, the guy's drumming, looking up at the, uh, the tribute, like, but visually, like or you said, the dancing, both slow like motion would work there. Visually, it looked cool. The all white out, the fact that everybody in the village is white out. It's yep. very cool. Um, so it does that. It's very cool. And I'm fine with that. Most Marvel movies start with the villain. It's yes, just so 100%. the fact that it didn't, I think, was I would argue the right choice. Yeah, give or take. But as it continues on, we do eventually get to see Namor and and a little bit of him, and they sort of take that ship right off the start. And I guess I'm gonna tell you this movie. No, about it how did you how did you feel about like the the mach- the machine that they're using? So this particular scene in general is a very good scene, but yes. it has one major flaw. This scene sets up the idea that oh, do you know what the name of the village is? Takala, Talokan, 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 Talokan. Thank you. Talo Khan. Thank you for telling me. I would, I'm terrible with names. Talo Khan. And it sets up this idea that Talo Khan is in danger. And in conjunction with this scene is the Wakanda. I think it implies that the French. I mean, come on, French. Can you give us a break here, French people? I'll break into the Wakanda stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, where they the, you're, you're talking about when they tried to infiltrate one of the remote offices, it wasn't yeah. in Wakanda, but it that like the Wakanda. It wants to it wants to connect that. those scenes. It wants to connect that scene with the ship scene, and this idea that they attack Wakanda and Talokan attacks them. Uh, to me, that's the weakest part of this movie. Is because the movie set, I mean, I think I can explain it this way. The movie sets up that the United Nations, that's sort of what it talks about, right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. United Nations. Right. The United Nations are attacking Wakanda, but Talokan is mad at the surface world for doing it. And it's it's a weird connection, don't you think? I think that the actual connection there was Talokan discovered that they were they were finding the vibranium below the sea. So that would cause the United Nations and other countries to start investigating the water, looking for vibranium, because prior to that knowledge, they thought that it was only local to Wakanda and they were the only option. Right, but but Wakanda never gets mad at the surface world for doing that, do they? Really? Like for the for the boat thing? Well, for everything. For the whole movie is like 
they keep finding this and blaming it on the Wakandans, but the Wakandans never get mad at the surface world for it. Yeah, you mean like like the discovering of the vibranium? Yeah, I, yeah, too, yeah. That that's true. That's a that, that is a little bit different. The only <clears throat> kind of connection I can draw there is Talokan is trying to protect their vibranium and the existence of vibranium. And Wakanda knows the power of vibranium and how they use that and how it could be used. So that kind of makes it make a little bit of sense that they know the power of vibranium. They're choosing not to share it with the world. And now even they didn't know that there was another location or uh, origin for the, the vibranium. That's dude, that's that was my thought anyway. No, I I get it. It's just like when I watched the movie. I thought it's weird that Tylo Khan is getting mad that the surface world, you know, you know that scene where Wakanda gets attacked and yes. Okoye and all them sort of attack Tune the, out the soldiers. French soldiers. Yep. Mm-hmm. When they invade yeah. the embassy in Mahi, Mali. In a lot of ways, the movie sort of like inflates that. Talo Khan is mad about that attack. I know they're not. They're, they're mad about the machine specifically. But like as a writing perspective, it feels weird that Talo Khan is more upset about that than Wakanda is. I don't know if they are actually upset or if it's a bit of a front that might be kind of the route they're going because they are coming to the conclusion that they need an ally. So to get an ally, they choose to be adversaries to, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. So therefore if they are working within Wakanda's best interests. They in turn would believe that they would act in their best interest. That's the only way I can think about it. So it's not, it's more like uh, psychological warfare more than anything. It's like, I want him to be an ally. He, um, Neymar even says that at one point in the movie, like, about Shuri, he says, this is the most powerful nation in the world run by the most powerful warrior in the world. Yeah. And she has no allies. So, I mean, it was, it did come a lot later, but I think the payoff was enough there. Well, I mean, I guess I don't want to jump around too much, but it is. Yeah, I did. I didn't want to, but I thought no, that, I, I, yeah, tie it in there. But it, it is interesting that Takala wants to, the movie wants us to think that Namor in his country is as powerful as Wakanda, but at the same time, it wants us to think that they need Wakanda as an ally. It's an interesting little dynamic, but we'll talk yeah, about it's that. Not, you know, it's not, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get that it's one of the core plot points, but that's it's not the main focus. I mean, we can kind of jump forward a little bit. Yeah, Queen okay. Rwanda, it's confirmed that she's the one running the country, which I had kind of yeah, speculated that, cool. that I thought would be the case. Uh, she was fantastic. Um, like uh, Angela Bassett, that's her name. She's mm-hmm. her acting was like next level, especially in like that scene where she goes in like a boss bitch and she's like, yo, hey, what up? And then instead of killing the French sh- soldiers that tried to invade their embassy, she just brought them in. She's like, oh, I wonder who this is when she's like, what a generous reaction to something like this. It seems like next time we won't be as friendly. And I was like, God, she's a baddie. I love it. I, no, was so I, I super moves. agree. And we want to continue on a, a chronological order, but 
you brought up the actresses and how well they did. Yeah. I mean, Angela Bassett, she's incredible. And she might be the third best actress in this movie. I know. That's it's like insane. insane. Yeah. The, the, they, I, uh, uh, in the spoiler free review, the one, one thing that I put, I was like, I was a little disappointed by the usage of some of the characters. Now that we're doing the full spoilers, the character I'm talking about is M'Baku. And I have much love for that character throughout this podcast. And like everyone knows that. But I can't knock them for wanting to focus on these three absolutely like just out of the park acting, killing it on every level, like all three of them. It was I, I could I I just I can't even. It's uh, insanity. Lupita, yeah. I mean, uh, you say all three of them. I say all four. I'll say all four of them. I oh, think Riri Okoye, well. Riri, Riri the great. Queen, uh, Nikita, and Nikita, Shuri. Yeah. It's 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 insanity to think about. And yeah, we talked about this. Okoye, we talked about great. this at large during the Moon Knight review when we talked about how great the Moon Knight Oscar acting Isaac, was. Yeah. Like, oh god, my god, Shuri, the acting is so good. It's I knew it would be. I called and, it early on. I was like, listen, this this woman, she is not only reacting in character, she's reacting as a person, reacting to losing, like, true loss. Like, I promise you, at least some of those takes of her crying were her legitimately okay. crying. And she might be the second best actress in this movie. Like, yeah. if you guys heard my spoiler free review, I think Nikita, like, oh my god, it's incredible. Nibita, yeah. Every time she's in the scene... I don't know how to say her last name, but it's uh, Luke. I know it's so hard to remember, like the actresses and the characters' names. Yeah, because they're some of them are pretty similar, like not similar to each other, but similar sounding. Um, but if if you just look at Nikita and then everything she did, it's incredible. She does such a good job. She might be the most the next Viola Davis. She's she's absolutely next level. Um, true. But let's get let's get back into chronological order a little bit. The boat gets attacked. I think that scene with the weird... Um, I guess the only part to talk about this scene is the weird singing siren thing. What do you think about I that? thought it was dope. I was a fan because I heard it. I heard the noises. I was like, oh, yeah. This is hitting my mythology bone just a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm into this. This is great. Yeah, I love and then, the siren like, transport, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I loved the siren thing. It was um, great. And the, the actress is the... She's a girlfriend of Nick from New Girls at one point. You talking about Nomura? No, 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 no. In the like, oh, on the, on the ship. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Noah or Noah Dare is one of them. Where they're like, "Are we supposed to know who this is?" Because that her intro getting no. off the helicopter. I know, but no, no, no. I was like, I don't think so. I mean, I've seen everything, but it did give her an intro. Like, oh, this is a super important agent. She's Shield. just like she's an actress that you would recognize. She's in a few different projects, but. I definitely thought, like, when she got in the helicopter, I was like, oh, she's going to get away because she's an actress we know. I'm glad she didn't. <laughs> nope. Um, but, like, yeah, you're right. That's a cool little detail. The whole singing, the whole mythology aspect of um, it. I, uh, Noah's brother Nick made the joke a few times, and I was like, it is kind of poor timing, but, like, the blue guy's out of the water right after the trailer for Avatar, The Way of the Water. It was like, I feel like everyone in the theater drew that connection immediately. Can I, can I, can I take yeah. 30 seconds to just... I'll, absolutely, because, yeah. Because um, I'll talk about this later. The intro of their country and all that stuff, and it's cool, and they're playing the game and whatever the ancient Mayan sort of culture. I was into that. The fact that it's Mayan is cool. 
I, I think it's cool, and I love the Mayan culture. I think it's really cool. But I came into the theater, and I watched the Avatar 2 trailer. The Avatar yep. 2 trailer. Yep. Uh, Avatar blows that scene out of the effing water. Oh, that's like, true. For sure. What yeah, Avatar well, looks then, like is incredible. Avatar 2 looks like it's going to be effing incredible. Like, yeah, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, they put a lot of money in. It took them oh. a decade and a half to put out a sequel. I, I I hope it does well, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, you might have missed the boat here, James Cameron. You kind of waited a while. It is there. late, but that trailer is effing it incredible. Looks, it dude. looks great, man. Yeah. Oh, it's so it sort of dampens a little bit, like you said. It dampens a little bit of the uh, the blue uh, guys I, coming to the water. I made the they comment. We're yeah. I mean, we already mentioned it. The, them going through the the underwater city of uh, Talokan. I was like. I feel like we're in Naboo from the Phantom Menace. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, that was what I thought of while that scene was going on. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. The yeah, boat scene, I, it, the it's boat over. Namor comes in, throws like does that sweet spin throw and just destroys the helicopter. I was into that. That was cool. I mean and they blame I'll, the Wakandans immediately, except that that girl was able to make a call out, but it just seems like no, that that was lost no. or something. So I so I love this movie. I think yep. it's a very cool movie. But number one, I just I wouldn't even have introduced Namor in this scene. I would just let it be. It could have been Namor and uh, Tala Tala. I can't tell Talua. The Talakans. No, no, the big guy. The big guy. I know. I know you're talking about. But in general, just let it be the Talakans. You don't need to show Namor in that scene. I don't think. Um. I liked but, his like the his visual intro when he was actually in Wakanda more than I liked the helicopter scene. Yeah, anyway. exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. But also, I think it it sets up this weird second plot line about U.S. and blaming Wakanda, and to me, that's the worst part of the movie. I think I they don't care had to all. have it in there though because the relations between different countries is was a main. Did you focus care? Did you Civil care though? I can't say that it was like my favorite thing because it wasn't a. I did. It it's the worst part of the movie, right? Okay, but without that, then we don't really have Agent Ross or uh, Lady Hydra. They, they, right, I but mean, I don't care. I wish they weren't in the I movie at all. Do you? Yeah, care? I mean, they, they were. Un, they were. They weren't utilized to their full acting potential. But I think they're. Yeah, you have to have some way to cut away from the main plot line. That's all I'm saying. But you, I mean, I guess, I mean, I get what you're saying, right? We've been talking about this since Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. This whole idea of like cut away from the main plot to set up other movies. I just, I hate it. I hate it so much. Well, you know, can't win them all. But overall, it was a pretty cool uh, movie. I I liked, I liked the Queen Rwanda. It was great. And Shuri being the uh, scientist in the thing, working things out. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, just, I hit on it too much. I mean, I get the. You're right. That is probably the weakest part of the movie. But because it's the weakest, I don't think we need to talk about it too much. Yeah, you're right. Well, just, well, we said it once off the top. It's yep. dumb that they do the Martin Freeman thing and they set up another movie that's not this movie. That's it. We're not going to talk about it the rest of the time. Um, the well, the yeah, the Queen Rwanda, the Queen Rwanda Queen scene, Rwanda. and her whole arc sort of sets up. I think she's incredible. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. It was she was next level acting in this, and um, she portrayed the like 
tragic dealing with the tragic death of her son and then when okoye will like we're, we'll go to the lab because we're kind of at that point uh mm-hmm. she convinces queen rwanda let shuri out of like go on this adventure yeah. go get the scientist riri because this is right after the intro to namor which i guess we can talk about that first the intro to namor was epic him like breaking into wakanda without anyone that's, knowing yeah you already said it. it that's way better than the ship scene yes a thousand percent and the fit like I, I loved how she's like no like queen rwanda she also thinks that there's no vibranium but sure he has the mind to be like he's covered in vibranium and they talk about the the man with the mutant or they don't call it a mutant yet but they're like with the the wings on his ankles and things like that i was like that's pretty cool stuff but okoye and Shuri go to America to MIT to go track down this student, and they make a couple of jokes about it being like, "Oh, is it a professor?" Like, nope, it's it's an undergrad, and she gets paid to do things. I loved how this project was just a school project. It wasn't even like a dissertation or yeah, like a senior final. It's like, yeah, I gotta pass my robotics class or whatever. It was kind of cool. Uh, yeah, no, as soon as Shuri said, like, oh, the person who made this is genius, I was like, oh, cool. That's how they're going to introduce Iron be the Riru. For a second, I was like, who's it going to be? And I was like, no shit, Josh. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Riru. I know, right. <laughs> but you're right. That's cool. And I think Ironheart ended up being cool. We'll talk about that later. But uh, the, the car chase scene that develops from that scene. That yeah, they, right. They get, where they they all have to separate to make that decision so riri immediately has like some back and forth stuff with okoye and shuri which was some of the funnier stuff in the entire movie because she's just kind of thrown off by the whole thing and throws the space heater at okoye and she slices it with the spear i was like that was good stuff i don't know i don't know what you think so i said this in my my spoiler free so i missed your spoiler free i said this in my spoiler free part that i thought that scene is the scene that okoye isn't who Okoye is. Do you agree or disagree? Um, a little, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I wasn't enough. She seemed like she was loosening up a little bit, which I think was trying to show some like character growth that she's not okay. as okay. like, I think it's a good thing because you can only put a board on screen so many times before you're bored of looking at it. <laughs> I get it. So no, you're getting like get changing it. the shape and changing like how the characters act and things. It's, it's character development. It is one of those interesting things where it's technically a regression as far as like her warrior person, but it's an advancement with her personal. So it's like, yeah, we're yeah. taking something away, but we're also giving her something. And I think it made her emotional play through this whole film that much more uh, intense. I would say. No, I get no. That's a good. That's a good way to. That's a good way to describe it. Um. So yeah. Okay. And then we move on to the the car chase scene. And if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I normally will say car chase scenes are. Uh, that's true. You hate car chase scenes, so I'm I'm curious to but hear what you thought about this one. I thought this was cool. I thought the uh, the use of the spear on the cop car was a dope moment. It wasn't a cop car. Or oh, you mean to flip the cop car, yes. Yeah. Yes, correct. <laughs> I thought you meant like stabbing it through the it wasn't no, a Camaro. No, no. Stabbing it through the Camaro to flip the car scene was cool. And I thought yeah. the motorbike, everything that happened to do with the motorcycle was cool. Yeah, for sure. I liked how Shuri tricked her and like put one of her beads on the on turned it on auto drive and then eventually yeah. Okoye got it back. But I was like, that was I was like, that seemed more like classic Shuri from the the other movies. It's like, okay, you're like she's still the same person. The Ironheart stuff I thought was like, meh. 
at best. Yeah, my original spoiler free where my out of context spoiler was going to be uh eva because she looks like eve <laughs> from wally <laughs> yeah a little, a little bit that's funny i didn't know i did okay, simba so because there's another no. scene where she angela bassett after she's passed away she literally says show them who you are i was like that's just the Lion King uh, quote. that's so funny i didn't think about that but you're super right uh <laughs> the the wedding i was just at they did like a slideshow of pictures and they did that song um circle life oh wait, anyway so the car chase ends and mm-hmm. the the telecons. telecons show up so this is a, an interesting scene the fight scenes whatever i thought the you fight, got to show that she's dope though she's like i'm gonna take out for you though didn't it last too long is it yes. just me that fight scene no, lasted it, too long. it lasted too long yes um and then they show the whole bringing people back to life thing and then it never comes up again. No, nope, no, ne- not once. It, she's like, it, it was mostly so Okoye could go to the council and be like, "Hey, man, they're like zombies out here. Like, you kill them and they don't die." What? And then I it mean, just never gets brought up again. You're this correct. movie, like I said, I like this movie. I think it's very good. But what a weird scene. Not necessary. Well, let's can we acknowledge that she literally stabbed a spear through a couple of them? Yet a different person died from an energy beam that was a little too close. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> It, they get revived in the that scene, in. Yep. and then it never comes up again. It's such a weird writing choice. Yep, uh, I agree. but whatever. We're gonna warriors. Maybe they're like, oh, these guys are warriors. She was more of like a servant. I mean, you could probably make some sort of argument, but there's, I agree, it was weird. It's weird. That's why I rated it seven and not a twelve. But um, that seems okay. The car chase is fun. That fight scene's fun. It's just a little long. Yep. Uh, well, sure, he gets taken. Acknowledge. Well, she doesn't get taken. She offers herself up to go with Riri to so protect that was, Ironheart. That was an important, yeah. Exactly. She she said, "We can go, but I have to go too." And I I was like, "Okay, that this is Shuri like showing that like she's capable of being the leader and may, willing to make the sacrifice, things like that." It's more character growth that I was a fan of, and I kind of dug when they went to Talokan. I mean, we, I guess we could talk about Okoye reporting back to Wakanda first. Yeah. No, I agree. So there's there's sort of three things that come out of that scene, right? There's yep. number one, there's the Martin Freeman story. Don't care. I think it's yeah. He picks up the kimono beads. Yep, I agree. It was just like, not okay, gonna talk well, about like... it at all. I don't care about it. Um, I get that it sets up another movie. It probably sets up Thunderbolts. I don't care if you want to talk about it. You can talk about it right now. But other than that, I'm not gonna talk about the rest. Of this review. I no. I mean, it shows more relationship with Martin Freeman's character. But yep. uh, who cares? Yeah, I don't care. Um, but the other what is two his stories name? is it Everett? General I don't care. Everett? I hope he exactly because it's not Ross. Because <laughs> Ross is already a thing. I don't know what his name is. If you get shot in the head. Thunderbolts movie will be what it is. Yeah, but then we never get to get like Benedict Cumberbatch in a scene with them, so they can go full Sherlock and. <laughs> That's funny. I never thought about that idea. That yeah, the, they... the Sherlock connection, Amy, my uh, wife's brother's uh, wife. She'll yes. love that. She's a shock man. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I don't care about the scene at all. And then, so there's two stories that I care about that branch yes, off this. Yes, 100%. Mm-hmm. There's the Shuri in Talakan. Yep. And then there's cool. the getting Shuri back from Talakan story. Which story did you connect to more? Did you connect them both the same? I, kind of- um, the more emotional one probably, well, not, actually that's not even necessarily true because there was a couple of emotional things. So let me hit on both of the high points for me. Uh, Okoye going to Wakanda and having to report to the queen and the queen like 
breaks. She is no longer yeah. trying to be strong. She gives that full speech like, have I not given enough? You have yeah, failed here. Yeah, it was fantastic. And that was like Okoye, her like crying, like this is all I am. Pretty classic stuff. I, I don't know. It was emotional and I was I was into that. So that was a really cool thing. I did forget earlier <laughs> Umbaku's stupid bald demon joke way earlier in the movie. That was <laughs> one of the parts I laughed at the most. But uh, yeah, Umbaku is there and he's kind of like you know, there with the rest of the console and they decide to strip her from, uh, you know, she's no longer Dora Milaje. Bummer for her. She goes off and does whatever. But the Talokan story, uh, does she get to see the city before he talks about his origin story, or is it reversed? Reversed. So it's the origin story first? Origin story, then city, yep. Okay, the origin story was pretty awesome. It was uh, set in Central America, South America, uh, the, you know, the, the Mayan culture, the Mayan culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, uh, it showed the, like the whole thing about him freeing these slaves. That was really cool. And how he got his name. He's like the boy with no love. I was like, I mean, it was a little bit of a stretch, but it was a really cool scene. And, uh, I guess the explanation of what his mother had to go through because the stupid Spaniards gave him all smallpox. It was like, I like how they used real history to kind of like explain what could have happened there. I like how they made him kind of immortal in a way, not quite immortal, but he doesn't age, which makes him a pretty interesting character. Like I wouldn't be surprised if in future projects like him and Wolverine have had a couple of crossovers and that'll be a, that'll be a whole thing. But the fact that he has no love for the surface world, that was emotional. It was cool. I had a fun time. And like, you could tell Shuri was kind of feeling it. She's like, I like I can see where you're coming from because even earlier in the movie and uh, Namor does bring it up. He's like, you said you wanted to watch the world burn. And that does relate to uh, my favorite scene, but we haven't quite gotten to that yet. Uh, what did you want to say about either of these stories here? So let's take that same storyline. So this is one of those interesting debates. We talk about like how well written a movie is. That's a cool storyline. Yes. And this idea that like, he talks about his origin. It's a very good origin. I've said that mm-hmm. already in my spoiler free. It's a good origin and it connects to Shuri. Yep. And then it dies on the vine. So. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get an origin movie. They tried to get it, through the emotions as quick as they could, I guess. It it never connects back to Shuri's plot because eventually Shuri's storyline becomes one of vengeance against Namor and yep. not about vengeance against the world for yeah exactly right what so was the, she so mad about the at the world for that like that that's what i'm saying make that's what sense. i'm saying so the movie sets up this idea that like wakanda gets attacked wakanda should be mad and namor gets attacked and namor should be mad because of what happened to his mother i think sure is more it, like her dad and her brother died so she that's felt saying. like she's getting a crap hand and it felt like like Shuri's story was going to connect to that, and then it didn't. And that's, that's like true. to me, that's the worst flaw of the movie. And that's but that's so I feel like that was a lot of setup, and then she shifted to a different storyline. So I don't think that part's great, and that's okay. And that's okay. I mean, every movie's not going to. How did it. you feel about exploring Talokan? I mean, you already said it's not as good as Way of the Water, but overall, I thought it was cool. I like their. Uh... Hadouken hand movement. I was like, yeah, that's cool. 
yeah, the whole seeing Talakan is cool. Talakan looks cool. It does. Yeah, like you said, I mean, it the fact that he brought cool the stun as... to his people was also really neat, and I liked the the vibranium aspect there as well. The only thing I thought, I thought, I don't know. It's just me, and I could be wrong. I maybe I'm a, a an idiot for thinking this. Like, why is there algae? Why is there? Why does it look run down? Why does it look overgrown? I would have liked it better if it looked clean and cool and crisp. As they played that weird wall game, uh, maybe, from, uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah no, in the, that specific scene, I was like, oh, hey, El Dorado confirmed, and <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> in the El Dorado scene, I'm like, uh, it, to me personally, I wish they had like made the, made it like gold or something. Look, gold, I mean, yeah, but I could, you know, I get the whole like wanting to look ancient Mayan, but like you're not ancient Mayan, you're currently living in it. So why don't you want it to look clean and crisp? But eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a that's a minor thing, but I I can see that you don't you don't dig the ass the 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 visual of it, like parts of all that. I mean that's fine. That's a and that's you said it. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other storyline I like a lot. I like yeah, what's going cool. on. So overall, this whole like section of the movie, the middle section of the movie, I know I, I give a passing grade for sure. And then there's the escape. I don't. The escapes are fine. It's well, we we, we got to acknowledge the quick scene where Queen Rwanda went to visit Nakia in Haiti. Oh, you're right. And yeah, that was a cool scene, and like that was like the intro of uh, Lupita, and she was she was killing it as an actress. And like, I was I was so next good. to Darius, and every time she was on screen, me and him were just like looking at each other, like. And then went back to watch. <laughs> what do you What do you mean? What do you, I don't know. She's a very attractive woman. That was that was. Oh, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, the first off, so she is. I mean, she is. She's a yeah, bit, She yeah. like. I don't want to like. I'm not gonna see her and like say like, oh, she's oh the other women aren't attractive, but like she is. She's stupid attractive. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. her whole. And hey, move around. We don't need to. We don't need to be a guy podcast. We're not. We're not gonna sit here and be like, oh, She Hulk is hot. Let's talk about how you know. But you're right. Um. And again, yeah, that scene's great, and it it sets up what happens in the post credit scene. The whole idea yep. that she's not. I'm, I'm so glad that paid off in the end too. That they did reference uh, Queen Rwanda, but we'll get to that. Yeah, and why she's been gone for six years. Yep. Um And again, yeah, that's a great scene, and it sets up, like you said, this. this well, it shows that like Paul. Nakia, she's a generous headmistress woman. She's about like trying to advance a culture outside of Wakanda. That was one thing about her character I did really respect out of the first one is she and Killmonger had a similar opinion of they should be doing more to help. For very different ways, though. Very different reasons, very different ways of approaching it. But the ultimate goal was to advance the, you know, black people outside of Wakanda. Uh, Obviously, Nakia's was a much more uh, logical and heartfelt approach as opposed to Killmonger's. Do do you, I mean, do you agree that she... She should be an award-winning actress. She really should. Be. I'm sure she will be. Yeah. No, I, th- there's no doubt in my mind that she will at some point. I don't know what it's going to be for. Probably not a Marvel project because that's not known for handing out Oscars. Mm-hmm. But uh, if she gets cast in something like she catches a Chris Nolan movie or a Jordan Peele movie or something like that. Gamal Del Toro, any of one of those guys could, you know, absolutely just shoot skyrocket her career not that she's not already huge in case you didn't know uh she's in the background of the infamous will smith slap scene so you know is she, she really could, yeah I know. I you, you, you could see her face every time when he's walking uh, back that's funny. <laughs> I, didn't, so funny I didn't know that yeah she's on uh, the table so there's two story 
there's two stories that kind of split off. There's the the Shuri explo- exploring Talakan, and there's and cool yeah, sort of infiltrating Talakan, and it does the Cream of Wanda distraction, which is whatever. I don't care about that. Well, Noah pointed out that like when she like he first took Shuri, why didn't she? blow into the shell to start with instead of trying to infiltrate the whole thing like i guess she didn't think that she would be able to negotiate with him maybe but yeah, he did I mean, say he waited, would come she waited until she had a way to infiltrate while he was distracted i think is what it's trying yeah to uh, yeah i mean i guess if you, she only met the guy one time so i guess you would be kind of uh, not about trying to uh, you know trust him yet but it shows how badass Nakia is, and it yeah, it dope. shows how how like understanding Shuri is. That's sort of what's happening in these two scenes. And again, I've already said I don't think like it shows Shuri caring about Takala and then absolutely not caring the rest of the movie, which is weird. But they go, they save Shuri, they shave Ironheart. That's great. Yeah, um, Ruby Williams had a couple of funny lines while she was uh, captured. And yeah, what do you she's think of like, oh, <laughs> She, I love the Black Panther line. She's like, y'all out of Black Panthers as soon as I get captured? <laughs> I was like, yeah. that shit is so funny. Yeah, she's uh, she's going to be she's a fun, fun one. She reminds me a lot of I like what Tom Holland's... Oh, yeah, yeah no, I like how she's not tied to other Marvel characters. I yeah. think that almost might work to her advantage because she does she's not like Rhodey's niece or something like that like it's completely unrelated she's jumping in and she's just kind of like she doesn't know everything you're right it is very similar to how Tom Holland was yeah isn't it yeah it's it's great it's very Tom Holland the way she acts yeah and it's fantastic I mean you we saw Tom Holland blow up that's probably do a lot you know from the popularity of Spider-Man I'm also pumped that she's not keeping that pretty ugly power armor suit but we'll get to that at some point yeah wait what do you mean she's not keeping that suit what do we yeah sure he says uh she can't let her keep it oh you know? yeah, 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 yeah 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 that's yeah. fair uh all right well, we'll let's yeah point. we're gonna get to it but i was just saying that like i'm glad she's gonna get a new one at some point I but pretty, yeah i think it was fine that. yep and uh they get back to wakanda pretty quickly all three of them they get they have like UFO beams that <laughs> pull you up to the thing. They did that a couple times with like the T'Challa's coffin too. I was like, this is a weird machine, but whatever. It's cool, I guess. So that scene, like, let's let's talk about we'll talk about this verse. We're kind of getting attacked. Scene. It's classic second act of a story scene. The good a guys. A lot of CGI. There's a lot of like. I feel like. They didn't use M'Baku enough, and when they did use him, it felt like they didn't need to use him. There were a couple of exceptions, but, like, his weird, like, jumping into the water and, like, flipping that boat back over to save two dudes, it's like, what? (laughs) I mean, I I can understand that's something he would do, but why did we have to see that? And then he eventually tries to attack uh, Namor, which turns into a pretty funny uh, punch through the bar scene. Mm, You know, good enough, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll be frank about this. This is the worst scene in the movie. It's just dog shit. It doesn't make sense. Why doesn't Namor just kill everyone? Why doesn't it just none of it makes sense? It makes sense on a structural, like, character scene for Shuri, but like, a character scene for Namor and stuff, 
It's dog shit. This is a terrible scene. It doesn't make sense. Why doesn't Te- Talakan just take over Wakanda in this scene? I don't understand. Uh, they wanted to give them a warning, like, Barry, you're dead. Because they want them as an ally because Wakanda is powerful. But why? The scene right before that scene is Namor in the ocean saying, I was an idiot for wanting allies. Let's be warriors. It's it's dumb. I hate it. I This is the worst part. I mean, I love this movie. But to me, this whole setup is the worst part of the whole movie. I think it's dumb and I hate it. All right. Well, fair enough. I mean, I, I can understand it's not uh, its strongest suit, but uh, I would argue that uh, Martin Freeman's stuff is worse. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Martin Freeman stuff is pretty... Uh, anyway, necessary. so uh, Kira Wanda dies at the end. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's the quick scene where like she chooses. She, I, I was surprised that Riri didn't try and save her. It was the reverse where the queen saved an unconscious Riri, and they were able to like swim to the top. If she would have let Riri drown, then she would have survived. So that was like, yeah, the, well, the final sacrifice. Queen Rwanda showing that she's she's uh, she's a queen. She's uh, she's doing her best work, and she saved Riri in the end. I mean, I guess they both technically drowned, but. They were able to revive one of them. And uh, the scene where everybody's holding Shuri back. That's a, that's a powerful it's, enough scene. Yeah, it's a little it's, cliche, it's okay. but it's good. The, I guess the main reason I hate the scene is because after this scene, why do they give this weird grace period to bury the dead and let it's giving them a chance to, to take things back? But really, I don't, I don't really get it either because giving them the opportunity did allow Shuri to finish developing the heart shape, the synthetic heart shaped herb that she wanted to uh, try to save T'Challa with in the beginning of the movie. She did perfect it. She makes the thing and then she can take the, the fake heart herb that ended up working. So that's great. They shouldn't have gave him that pause. <laughs> that was a it's bad a call. Pause. And in between the pause is more Martin Freeman stuff that again, we don't care about. Um, it does the Blue Angels. It does a lot of other things. They're like cool enough to pay off a little bit. I don't like the Blue Angel. It looks stupid. I agree with Okoye. And then and then she does wear it, and it still looks stupid. I, think I can't. I think it's fine. I don't like the stupid name Midnight Angel. I'm like, what yeah, is this the, a '90s death metal band? What is happening right now? <laughs> for the most part, I think it's like trying to pander to comic book fan. I don't know, whatever. But the, I'm a comic main... book fan. You don't need to work that hard. <laughs> but I don't main, know who Night Angel is. The main core, the, the the only thing that really matters is Shuri going to the Astro Planes. They do the whole thing. She, she didn't out go. A way to... <clears throat> That's the important thing here. She didn't go to the Astro Plane. What do you mean she, she didn't go a, to the Astro Plane? The, the Astro Plane, I guess, I guess it depends on how you're thinking of Astro Plane. She goes to somewhere beyond life, but she's not in the physical African planes. Well, no, I think that's still the okay, astral okay. planes. I mean, yeah, it's still astral. I was just making the acknowledgement that this she goes to the throne room is what happens. Yeah, it's and, a different version of it for sure. Right? Yeah. Okay, that's all I was saying. Uh, but I think that's the only part of like lore that matters. The only part that's interesting to me, anyway. I don't care about any of the other. I don't care about Ironheart building her suit. I don't care about the Midnight Angels. I care about her. Rekid in the plant. Uh, and yeah, and let's talk about my favorite scene because that's where we're at now. The reveal, man. Everyone was kind of assuming 
that Michael B. Jordan would return as Killmonger in some yeah, way. We talked about it all week. We yeah. did, but man, he looks good. He's got oh, his dude. dreadlocks from the comic books. The man is so handsome and so jacked, and he's got his scars back. I was like, geez, man, I it, I just love that character so much from the first movie and the fact that he got to come back in and you know talk to Shuri. He's like, what's up, little cuz? You're angry. You want to take revenge for your ancestors. You don't want this like holier than thou method that your brother wanted. And I was like, man, because Shuri saw this instead of the same thing is like it shows the real difference between the two characters. And I, I was a big fan of that. I do not want Shuri to be the exact same as her brother because then what's the point in having two characters? You know what I mean? No, it's it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because if Chadwick Bosby was actually alive. He would have been, and, he, yeah. and he could do this scene. A, the scene wouldn't exist because Chadwick Boseman would be Black Panther. Facts, but it's like you can't have him. He's not there. You can't do the Leia thing. There's not enough. There's not enough footage, footage. to put it together. So you have to go a different direction. What's another interesting direction? The Michael B. Jordan direction. And it is, it's an interesting direction. And I think it's it was cool. really cool. I liked the fire that pops up in the background. I like how Shuri gets pretty intense too. Like those two characters getting to go back and forth was, it was pretty legendary. I, I was, I was a big fan and I really hope that there's more Killmonger in the future. Even if it's more of like her going to the ancestral plane to speak to him. I don't know what no. the, what it's going to be, but I want to see more. Number one, it won't be. That'll be the last I time we know. see him. No, um, we won't lie. Don't lie to me. I want to be real upset. No, he's going to do the voice of him in What If. So let's. That's fine. And the voice of him, whatever, is totally different. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. In the but number two, it goes back to what I talked about earlier. This idea that the original plot seemed to be this idea of how do you deal with the fact that the world powers want to take what you have. That seems to be the original plot that was set up. Yeah. And they abandoned that for this idea that Shuri wants revenge. Now, I think the Shuri wants revenge plot is a better plot. I think it's more interesting. Yep. But it doesn't come to fruition until Queen Wanda dies and this scene takes place. Yeah. So true. it's it's an it's a it's not a greatly written yeah, they. I, I mean, it. they had to rewrite this entire movie. Like it was, yeah, it was exactly. probably taking ideas from the original, what really worked, and then they tried to combine it with Shuri also taking over the Black Panther thing. It does as well as to be expected, but I think if we would have had the original movie or exclusively a Shuri taking mm-hmm. over movie, either one of those would have been probably a better movie. Would have been slightly better. To, yeah, only slightly because this is a but. Good movie. But as we say, this movie, it, the Ryan, this scene is incredibly well directed. The fire, the way it slowly builds, the way that Michael B. Jordan acts—it's oh, incredible. He's he's exactly who he was in the first movie, which is to yeah. say, you understand, but you know he's wrong, and he he continues that perfectly, and it's so good, and it exactly reflects this new story that Shuri is having, which isn't exactly the story they set up earlier. It, yeah, that was the thing. They set it up where she has some rage, but it was misdirected, and then it, it gave her a target, I think, is kind of what they were trying to go for a little bit here. So she yes. was angry about how the world had taken her brother and her father away, 
but then some guy actually takes away the mother that makes a lot of sense to me that she would redirect that anger and it would be like tenfold what it was originally because now she even says in the funeral scene that we're about to get to like i've lost the last person that truly knows me and like that was one of the points where like i'm probably gonna cry and that was that was a real bummer the scene with mbaku that was that was one point where i was like oh okay i'm getting a little little misty eyed that's all no no yeah you're right that once they introduce this second plot they do it well yeah, 100%. Uh, and th- they set it up well. Like you said, the M'Baku thing sets it up well and continues this idea that she wants vengeance. In it. Uh, the fact that they like uh, the lower like plain Wakandans want to move up to the Jabari tribe in the mountains so that the, the Atlantean, or not Atlanteans, uh, the Talokans can't get to them. It made enough sense. It was fine. It was. Uh, and it, it sets up M'Baku for later. Yeah. Um, which again, I don't love when movies set up other movies. Like, just focus on the movie that you're currently telling. But whatever. But we're in the MCU, coach, and that I we're. Know. I think we're in the minority on that. It's just like, and again, yeah, it was just weird here. because we like Age of Ultron. Yep. But true. And that's the re- that scene in the whole like setting of other movies is why people hate Age of Ultron. I do hate when it happens. I think it takes away this movie. I think could have been an eight out of nine. Eight or nine instead of a seven, but whatever. I'm not. I'm not going to worry about it. It's a very good movie, but I just don't like that specific stuff. I don't like the Martin Freeman stuff because all of Martin Freeman stuff is just setting up for future movies. True, which is whatever. And same with the Mbaku stuff. Other than that scene at the funeral where he does just great character development, mm-hmm. which is what I. Well, I loved how like he's like I I told your brother I'd look out for you type of thing and like. He's like, hey, the world has taken too much from you for you to still be considered a child. Well, like, that was one of the best lines of the whole a, movie. Incredible line. And the whole idea that, hey, I'm going to give you advice, but also I want your advice. Mm-hmm. Hey, newsflash world, that's how you should live your life. Like, that's true. Yeah, you don't know everything. I love Mbaku. I, I'm so a little good. bummed at his utilization, but I know he's still around. Didn't die in this one, so we're we're in good shape. I like He's that. gonna keep doing great things. Uh and and there's the whole like I guess you would call it the Rocky Balboa training montage, I guess, after that, where it's like she discovers how to do the plant and they discover all the iron heart stuff. Whatever. Like that scene's fine, I guess. It was just moving things along. Moving things along. We've already talked about the interesting plane. The stupid final boat scene that was just the Titanic. If there was sci-fi, <laughs> we're we're at that point. That's what happens next. They start this. What a terrible idea! What a terrible idea to be like. Yeah, hey, that was the worst thing Shuri's ever. This... Like, hey, we got to get him really dry. Why don't we go to the middle of the ocean to do a I... battle with a water species? <laughs> I guess the only idea is like she was so enraged with revenge that she only cared about killing him and not about winning the battle. No. Like, if you care about winning the battle, this is a terrible plan. Um, the fight happens. There's some cool stuff that happens. There's a couple interesting things. I mean, Ironheart highlights, I guess, but also I hate the way her costume looks. Uh, there's some Night Angel hi- or Midnight Angel highlights. Hate how that costume looks. Uh, <laughs> And it sets uh, up it wants the boat to do the thing Okoye, was done. the Okoye versus the one guy 
fight. Warrior. They call each other Warrior. I, I was into that at the very least. I was like, oh yeah, they got a rematch battle. Cool. But I like, know. I was a little bit into it, but also it the whole thing was dumb. I just hated all of it. I hated it. I just why can't that Marvel do does that make right? yep that does make the movie that made it go from like a nine or a ten to an eight for me. It's just like these silly scenes that felt forced in the risks were way yeah. better why than couldn't the it just be a Koye? Why couldn't it just be Shuri, Shuri versus, versus Namor? Namor? What? Yeah. Can you write the movie in a way that that happens? I don't understand. Like, they I, did it in Star Wars 3. Obi-Wan versus Anakin. Best part of that whole movie uh, is when they're fighting whatever. on Mustafar. You can't it. do that. You can't do that. You can't you just could, be like I, two warriors fighting each other. It seems like you should be able to do that without look, all this. Why does there have to be three different stories that parallel each other? Like, oh, bite me, dude. Just bite me. Whatever. Focus on the I'm one not, people care about. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly right. Focus on like what's important. So that was a little dumb setup. But again, I think the Shuri versus Namor stuff is cool. The whole like pulling yourself no, with a spear, the, yeah, or like yeah, where the he's like, destroying the ship, like even to land in the desert thing, that was cool. The Wakanda Forever explosion thing, the fact that Shuri got stabbed and took a spear through her body, like it was all great stuff. I yeah, I thought the Namor actor, he was very good. I liked the drama that he brought to the role. I I liked him a lot. So the, the that face off was perfect. They, it just sucked that that wasn't the actual conclusion. There could have that could have been the only one that they did. Yeah, again, yeah, exactly right. Save twenty minutes. Um, <laughs> there wasn't any real reason why she spared his life until the very end. It was like, oh, and now her mom's telling her to show her who she really is. Show it's like, who you really where did are. that come from? Like that came out uh, of nowhere. Simba in Lion. It's yeah. <laughs> Mufasa talking to Simba in Lion King. That's where that came from. <laughs> So it bugged me a little bit. It's not like great writing, but in the theater, I liked it. Right, exactly. It does the stuff. She spares him. He calls his people off. And instead of her calling her people off, she just says, well, kind of forever, which I was and like. And then like, I, I made the joke that I was like, bro, you have 12 people left. Like you didn't win. <laughs> you don't need to say yeah, anything. You were yeah. done. You were toast. They were going to win that fight. There were like a thousand of them. Yeah. I don't, so again. And just whatever. And also, again, it's cool. why did Wakanda only bring one ship? Bring I don't bring backups. Whatever. We could talk about Our how Wakanda fly? is this. Why? Why you? Why a? Sh- why a boat? <laughs> why yeah, a boat to go over the ocean where they're the most powerful and have the most backup? Yeah, that that part. Like it whatever. really, really, it, it, it bothered me. <laughs> um. We'll, we'll move past that because I think the Shuri decision was interesting. It's a good yep. character development. It's a good storyline. And that's what ultimately the movie's about. It it happens. She forgives. No, oh, it doesn't forgive him, I guess. But she makes the decision that's best for her people. Yep. And uh, really, it's the movie sort of ends out of nowhere, really. Unless you consider the post credit scene part of the movie. Which it is, in a way, because it's part of the movie. <laughs> uh that's a that's a good point though because this one is one of those scenes that instead of teasing the next project or showing a new character like oh we just saw loki's spear at the end of this and instead chose to bring a conclusion to the storyline and retroactively make sense of nakia's absence for the last five or six years 
that was I thought it was really funny that like, oh, I know how they celebrated uh, T'Challa coming back to life. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely an interesting. You say it right. You have to watch this post credit. This post credit is not mid mid credit. There is no post well, credit. I mean, I'm not sure why you guys would watch this and not watch a movie unless you're, you know, my father who's just supporting me, which we appreciate you in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah we love you too. Um, yeah, this mid credit scene. This mid credit scene is, is exactly what we say. It's just it's part of the movie. It is an essential part of the experience of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. If you don't watch yeah. the scene. You know, Shuri's <laughs> Shuri's storyline doesn't finish. Um, but it is interesting. She she finally does the ritual when it was introduced earlier. Yeah, and Nick she, uh, Noah's brother made a joke in the middle of the thing. As soon, like almost as soon as Queen Rwanda died, he was like, "Well, at least she didn't burn her funeral garbs." I was like, "Oof." <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's true though. Uh, so anyway, yes, he she did the thing by herself, burned it on the beach in Haiti, and then uh, that's when her nephew rolls up with uh, auntie, or I guess hurt his, you know. Yeah, mom, and, and a little but. bit of the, I think it's just a way to like make the audience feel better that like the child legacy gets to live on. It's, I forget the kid's Haitian name. They they said it in it. Uh, kind of went over the, my head. the J. It's uh, Jack, you're not Jack, gonna get it. It's okay. Jaku Jaku. I don't know. It was something like that, but then he says, uh, "You seem like someone who could keep a secret." It was like, yeah, and it was kind of like, "Hey, CK, that's my that's my little bro. Love that guy. I love that guy. Uh, go go watch that movie if you haven't seen it yet." Uh, but yeah, they they acknowledge it. it's like I'm T'Challa, I'm Prince of Wakanda, son of the King of Wakanda, T'Challa. And I was like, oh okay, and then she gets really happy, asks if the mother got a chance to uh, see it, see, meet the kid, and uh, she said that she did so. I did think it was a little weird that Queen Rwanda herself went to go get Nakia, but retroactively, it's like, I'm glad they did because she got to meet her grandson and kind of uh, get to see that bloodline continue that her uh, son can no longer move forward with. Yeah. Now you're super right. And it's, it's in a lot of ways, Black Panther's story is a lot of ways disconnected from the MCU. It's its own story. These two movies are their own story. And if it ended right now, I would say a very good story told. Those two movies are a very good story told, worth watching. They don't have to do a third. I almost hope they don't. I That's They have Wakanda point. Forever, the show. Point. They have Wakanda Forever, the show, that can continue the other fantastic. Be a spinoff. Exactly. We can keep exploring these awesome Wakandan characters. Like, I still love M'Baku. I still love Okoye. We, like... They even mentioned Okoye's yeah, husband. Just don't, like, it's he's a creator. It's like, story. Yeah, he was he was busy shooting a Jordan Peele movie. That's why he's not around. Not because he's a treacherous dog or whatever they call him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like you could you could keep the Wakanda characters, but you can let Shuri just be an ancillary piece for future team up projects and things along those lines. But w- what else is there to do? Do we have to have another Shuri movie? I don't I don't think so. I think this was a perfect way to. And the and I don't know if Ryan Coogler would be really be on board with making a third one, but I guess He's time so will tell. Um, time will. All right, I've got two. I've got two things I want. I want to say before we log up. Number one, uh, Jackie and Paul. So my uncle, my aunt. Um, they had someone they know who passed away uh, last night. Right. And uh, so that was that's tough for them. They had someone pass away, and it was it was tough for them. It was a friend they knew. 
And it made me think about the fact that I just watched this movie and like dealing with loss is hard. And so I want to give them a shout out and, and I encourage them to watch this movie. And I encourage anyone who's had loss to watch this movie and, yeah, it's, it's a healing movie in a it. way. There's like it never dismisses pain, but it really shows them working with it, and which is a uh, really, really mature and the, the right thing to do. Bottling up your emotions. Don't exactly. don't tell you to be macho. You know. Yeah, go and watch this movie crying and get fucked mm-hmm. over it. Like, go to a therapist if you want. I mean, do your thing. Like, it's it's all mm-hmm. good for you. You don't yeah. have to bottle your stuff up. You're sad. You're sad. Be sad. Yep, absolutely. Definitely feel your emotions. This movie is a good chance to feel those emotions. Uh, and we've already talked about the fact that this movie, these two movies feel good together. Yes, 100%. It feels, it does. I will say the one thing, like for the first hour or so of this movie, I, f- like, I felt like the main character was missing, which he was. I mean, that's, that's why it felt that way. But you, in the fact that like they're grieving the loss, it just, you could really feel his absence in this storyline. I do want to acknowledge is as part of the theater experience, when Shuri was putting her mother to rest, the place like the theater, the quiet, how quiet everybody was. Nobody was sniffling, sneezing, playing on their phone. It was like the air got sucked out of the room. Everyone was completely enthralled with what was going on on the screen right there. So that was like, there's a handful of movie experiences that really stick with me. And that was yep. that was definitely one of them. It was crazy. Yeah, it was. It's definitely an interesting way to go on it. Um, I guess the last thing I was saying in this movie, it's not perfect. It's not perfectly written. No, nope. I don't think Ryan Coogler. This isn't the best Ryan Coogler movie, but the acting is 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 so good. Coach, you historically uh, not dog on Black Panther, but it's not your favorite in the MCU. Do you feel this was a better movie, or do you prefer the first one? No, I think I prefer the first one by a little bit. But, but the thing about this movie is, and it's hard to say, so Black Panther will kind of forever, it came in, it had so much it had to do. I yep. think it's it's so hard. I would say, if you think about, all the actors who have passed during a series. If you think about Alan Rickman passing Harry Potter, Harry Potter was over. His character was already dead in those in that mm. series. And all all examples really there was no harder example than Chadwick Boseman. Book Panther, well kind of forever. An unbelievable weight. An unbelievable and this weight. This isn't even acknowledging the fact that like the first movie was a cultural that's explosion exactly right. it made a billion dollars at the box office i know like those numbers get thrown around a lot now because marvel keeps doing it but put that in perspective five years ago a billion dollars in one movie that's what happened with this first movie and you lost the main actor you lost the main actor you didn't lose the like the second character. best character you didn't lose like right. a cool you lost the main actor you, you lost, lost the, the black character. panther you lost black panther and black panther yes that's what um happened. And so this movie came in, and there's just no, I just, I think there's no way this movie is ever going to be as good as the first one. I just don't think it's realistic to expect that. But what a good job considering the weight you had to carry. 100%. Like, it's so, and, and a lot of that goes to, you know, to goes to the actors. It goes to La, Lapita Nuan, how, how do you say your name? Letitia. Letitia. No. Thank you. Or Letitia, but I believe it's Letitia. Like, a lot of that goes to her, and a lot of it goes to Ryan Coogler. And just, we have dealt a bad hand, 
you're dealt the hardest possible victory ever. I, I read out, in interviews, Ryan Coogler, the director, considered leaving Hollywood, not even just Black Panther. He almost didn't want to do another movie. And it, it's like, I get that, like, he could just say that. But based on the way that they treated this movie and the well, actors, he did so he many it. movies with Chadwick and Michael B. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, him and him. Uh, was B. it the Bridges movie? 20 or uh, 32, whatever. The fuck um, it's just such a hard time. And just you get dealt a hard hand, and maybe they didn't hit a home run. I don't think they did. I don't think they hit a home run. I no, this wasn't the best movie ever. But like this year, twenty twenty two, what other movies came out? Did you like this or uh, Thor? This, Obviously, this one. Uh, yeah, this one. I mean, other than maybe Spider Man, maybe. Well, Spider Man was the end of last year, though. That's not even was it really? Yep, it was December. Oh, so yeah, 20... no, so yeah, this is the best. This did is you like this year. more than Multiverse of Madness? I think. Yeah, I like this more Multiverse. Liked more than Shazam. Uh, yeah, no, this is the best of this year. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it's. It's not even a big competition. I know. I'm, I'm just. I legitimately like, thought Spider Man came out this year. That's so funny. Is the end of last uh, year? Yep. So no, yeah. In that case, then yeah, no. This is this is the best movie this year, and it's the best Marvel project, and. And that's okay. It didn't hit a home. I mean, run, I like but... I like the Batman more, but if, I mean, that's oh, that's I like this better thing. than Batman by a slight margin. Yeah, I mean, you didn't hit a home run, but you hit a you hit a double, and you hit a double in a terrible circumstance. You came up to the bat, you were already three balls and no strike. You were in a terrible spot, and you you still hit a great shot. I know. You know, sports, coach is really feeling himself. Sports references. No, 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 no. Sports. It's even funnier because it's baseball, which you historically do not I like. I hate baseball. <laughs> baseball is terribly boring. I just couldn't think of a football one at the moment. But yeah, you came up to the plate and you hit a solid double, and you did it in terrible spots. So, and this is a movie you got to go watch. You yeah, agree? no, go see it. I mean. I commend you for watching this podcast. If you have not seen it, if that is the case, go watch the movie too. And we hope you guys enjoyed this reaction because honestly, like this was one of those, like this is not a funny MCU movie. This is not, not at all action. Other than Okoye, who I thought her jokes were out of character. Which is what I thought about. There was nothing funny ever. This movie, uh, you could I mean, feel Riri. Chadwick Boseman was dead the whole time. I think like the only reason Riri was able to bring that comedy and stuff is because she didn't know Chadwick. She didn't have any relation to the previous movies. Someone's going to watch it. Shout out hey, to you, good. probably my you dad. Should. Everybody in so everybody who like at this wedding kept asking me like, "Cause you know, they're like, oh, where were you at the pool? Why didn't you come to the pool?" I was like, "I was at watching this movie," and they kept asking me like. What do you think of this movie? I was like, you got to listen to the podcast because there's just no way to talk about it in 30 seconds. You got to watch this movie. You yep. got to watch it. It's right, not well, going to think... be your favorite MCU movie. No, but you it's, it. it's, yeah, it's an important pillar within the MCU. There's some movies that like, if someone asked me, I'd tell them to skip. I know I specifically skipped Thor 2 with my wife and watching the MCU because I didn't want to ruin it well, for her. And even my even my favorite movie, even my favorite movie, Shang-Chi. You do not have you to You don't watch. need to watch. You don't need to watch Shang-Chi. I would say you should because it's a great movie. Because it's a movie. great movie. Yeah, 100%. But yeah. But Black Panther, we're kind of perfect. Got to watch. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. This was a ton of fun. Black Panther week sort of coming to an end. We'll do something else at some point to sort of reflect on it because as we always say, 
we don't want to get all hype and no substance. So we'll reflect on this at some point. Yep. Uh, I said on my spoiler free review, both Darius and Noah want to do a full review. They just yeah, weren't exactly. available tonight. Yep. So I, I'm going to love having those guys on too. They're uh, super interesting people to talk to. I podcast with Noah all the time on Gotham City Rogues. I podcast with Darius a handful of times. Very insightful guys. So hoping to get them on. Maybe we'll try and uh, recruit Ray or David or Colin, you know, some of our, you know, Star Wars stuff friends. We'll, we'll see what we can do, but that wraps this, it up on this week. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to have too much fun without us? We'll get back to you guys next week. We'll talk more Black Panther. We'll talk more just Marvel stuff in general. Maybe it's news. Maybe it's random fun conversations, but uh, we appreciate you guys. And uh, thanks for sticking around. Good job by you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, in case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.